and welcome to Watch What Crap Is, a podcast for all that crap we love to talk about on Yeo Props. I'm Ronnie. Guess who I'm with? It's this very special day. He's thin. He's got a lot of hair. He's very cute. He made a salmon dish. His name is Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. Hello. Well, hello. Welcome to your show, Watch What Crap Is, Ben Mandelker. No, welcome to your show, Ronnie Karam. How are you doing today, Ronnie Troll Arena Karam? Good. It's um, real rainy looking outside. I made some lentil soup. I feel just so mm. wintry. I got a new blanket from the Homo Goods. I feel just so <laughs> gonna cuddle up with it. It's so we are so aligned because I was telling you right beforehand, but before we came on the air, I was looking at duvet covers. So I mean, I guess linens is kind of the vibe. Yeah, And I guess, um, by the way, can I just give a shout out? I'm like totally shameless uh, for people since you mentioned salmon and lentils to check out my, my cooking substack, nbdfancy.substack.com. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Oh, that's so good. You know what? I still haven't checked it out. I'm a terrible friend oh, and partner. No, 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 no. You've got a lot on your plate. No pun intended. No, I don't. Got lentils I on your to plate. fucking go check it out. I was reading recipes all last night, last night, and I didn't go to your substack. Come on, I'm trying to do the the I'm trying to figure out the balance about writing about food in a way that like is satisfying to me without sounding totally pretentious. I've had to rewrite so many of those things because there's something about when you t- when you start writing about food, you just become an asshole and like it just happens. I was like, the other day, I was trying to figure out how do you cook mussels, and the thing is, there's not enough fishmongers in Los Angeles. I was like, what? A, who wants to read this? So I had to like. Okay, that's come back down from being like. You, well, that's true. There should be more fishmongers in Los Angeles, and I would volunteer as tribute, except I don't want that. But um, the thing is, um, I'm just trying to write about food in a fun way uh, or an interesting way, at least, and not turn into Padma. Mm. Although well, she does very well, you know. So I was about to say, I would love to turn into Padma. What am I saying? Get on a bikini top and talk fishmongers. I'm into it. <laughs> Did you mean to not have any fishmongers, Los Angeles? I'll tell you when you can mong my fish, LA. So, um, not LA, Worlds, I don't even know what I just said. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Today is uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Day. Super exciting day, okay? We're also on demand today. Hi! So, it's a video for those of you on Patreon, on the Crappens On Demand level. Also, we did a Real Housewives of Miami trailer for Season 5, which is super mm. fun. That's a video as well. It's also an audio, which Great. you can check out on Patreon. Uh, also, announcement, we're moving Winter House to the main feed this week. If you want last week's recap. It's a bonus. Okay, it was a double bonus week. So we did that on the bonus. We're going to add it to the regular feed tomorrow. The schedule is going to be a little weird for the next couple of weeks because we're in Bravo change over time. So we're going to check in probably with the new Below Deck, Below Deck Adventure, and um, whatever else. You know, there's a lot coming. So just be patient. And also, we'll be here. We're not going anywhere. Just keep coming back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a lot of amazing stuff is is on the horizon on Bravo. They're just basically spamming us with new shows. So, yeah, as long as you subscribe, you know, there are people that listen but are not subscribed, which is totally fine. Live your life. You know, enjoy your content how you want to enjoy it. But if you subscribe, the best part about it is you don't even have to worry about this spiel because the content is just going to come to you. So go subscribe. Uh, wherever you're listening to this, make sure you've also hit subscribe too. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Also, Monday is our Take a Seat Night. We'll be back this Monday on Spotify Live, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Okay? It's our fun live show. So come join us for that now. Onto the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, Salt Lake City really took a fun turn this week 
with a little rascals yeah. opening. <laughs> wow, that was unexpected. Salt Lake City decided to change the game for previouslys. It wasn't even a previously. It was a um, hey, there's things going on in pop culture outside of this TV show, and we need to address all three of them in this episode. So we're just going to give you an update. But since we're bored, we're going to make it an old-timey update. I loved it. Um, also, they kept great. shooting. Now, this is not fact. I don't know. But from what I remember last year, it could be fact. I mean, I don't know. It's conjecture. But I think they just kept shooting because they're very excited to see Jen go down in flames basically so they just kept shooting from the end of last season they didn't stop so when they had the reunion they were shooting the next season already when they had the reunion which is why they kept saying we can't talk about that like they were mad at each other but couldn't talk about why and i think we're starting to see why because now they're reacting to things that happened at the reunion you know and this episode does seem like it takes place a couple weeks later or something because they're kind of starting over in a way right they're like, here's some yeah. new storylines. Whitney's husband got fired, and everything's new. Here's the new season. So it's good. Like season episode six, we're finally starting with the new stuff. Yeah, it feels almost like the previous part of the, everything that we've watched for the past five episodes did not really come into play for this episode, which was sort of strange, but whatever. So yeah, we get this old timey thing that's like, here's what's happening in the news. Justin got fired. Lisa Barlow sent out a tweet. And then a third thing, which I don't remember, but it happened. Jen, who was behind Jen Shark's posed? Oh, yeah. Jen Shark's posed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. My favorite so, was, um, uh, uh, meanwhile, Wild Rose Whitney has been exposing too much. And then you just see her bent over on the bed with Justin behind her, like Fred Flintstone covered in chocolate mud or whatever <laughs> that shit was. And her going, eh! <laughs> Uh, and her husband, husband Justin, has been fired. Finally. Does this mean war? Queen of Sundance, Lisa Barlow, has called out Heather Gay over a text message exchange they shared over the death of Meredith's father. It's like, wow, they're really getting a lot in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wrote this all down, too. I'm acting like I didn't write it down. I, re- I spent an entire two minutes writing this damn book. Whoever this down. news guy was really had to fit a lot in there. And her husband, Justin, has been fired. Finally. Does this mean war? And Queen of Sundance, Lisa Barlow, has called out Heather Gay over a text message exchange they shared over the death of Meredith's father. Ah, I was like, how many takes did that take? Listen, you know what? I thought Tom Brokaw did an excellent job, and it's glad. I'm happy to see he's still getting work. Okay, Tom. Brokaw. So then, <laughs> the most exciting part for me was that it transitioned to the opening credits. But the opening credits were black and white, and then also an old timey um, audio. But then it transitioned into color and current audio. I was like, uh, someone in the post department had so much fun doing that. Like, they're like, oh, I can't wait to make this filter transition. It will be the best. Yes. Well, all the Bravo, all the Housewives shows have been getting a lot better with that. We've got Potomac. We've got, the you know, Potomac with the live flowers, and then they slowly die in between the scenes. Yeah. Um, and then this one, I think someone in post is like, listen, guys, these are cartoons for adults. Let's just make them as cartoonish as possible now. I love the new era yeah. of post-production over at Bravo. But really, I mean, we have to uh, we have to give a, a tip of the hat to the real pioneer in that area, which was Orange County about two years ago when they kept on having volleyball players sort of cutting out, like cut out and then superimpose and then turning into a transition to like Shannon's home. It'd be like someone diving across the sand. But then like by the time they'd land, you were actually at Shannon's house somehow. Yes. 
Yes. Or a boat passing and like it's a transition into Tamara's you know, <laughs> the, the trash dumpster that Tamara's on top of screeching at someone to get away from her trash. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, well, well, well done. Heather is in blue. She's in blue, blue and blue. She's in blue pants, blue top, blue She's jacket, wearing a blue purse. And she goes into the Alliance Theater. Ooh, the Alliance. <laughs> yeah. And um, she is, starts talking to this guy named Jay, who is the theater manager. And she tells us, I have so many stresses piling up on me. But at the same time, I need an outlet. So I need a resource to, like, renew my soul. So I've decided to form a choir. And I, what? You know what? That's a what spelled <laughs> W-U-T. What? With a few questions. Like, uh, wait, did I hear that correctly? You're starting. I mean, I have to say. Ronnie, you know what? I applaud her. This is she said. I'm going to create a new category of strange storyline for the Real Housewives. <laughs> you know, we've seen lots of these things. We've seen lots of strange things. I'm going to open up my. I'm going to. The first one, of course, was I've decided I want to be a singer. Kim Zolciak was a pioneer there years ago, and now they all want to be singers. First time we've seen someone say they want to start a choir <laughs> on one of these shows, and. It's both befuddling and admirable. It really is. My only question was, have you heard of masturbation? It's like, I need a release. <laughs> so you start a choir? Really? Like, there are easier ways, you know? <laughs> Why don't you just, like, listen to Beyonce's new album? I think that's probably good enough. No, and masturbate. Just at the same time. And masturbate. Time. So then... Whatever it is, just do something and masturbate with it, you know? Yeah, because I don't... I don't know. I don't trust homemade choirs. You know what I mean? Now, I'm a crafty person. I love a community theater. I do. We all know it. Mm -hmm. homemade choir is a different thing homemade, you know it's like homemade yeah. mac and cheese not everybody can do that you know i believe in you but you're dressed like a smurf and you don't know how to masturbate well, so you know when I, when I went to college um my school had a few like acapella groups as several colleges do but like there's like the one acapella group that's been there for like 50 years and then there's like the newer acapella group that's been there for like 10 or 20 years or something like that 15 years and then what happens is then you get like the runty brand new one that's like the, it's like the Heather Gay Choir acapella group. And it's not good because all the good singers are at the established ones. And so you always see these people trying to start these acapella groups and they're like, hey, we're going to be singing at Hillel tonight. Who wants to join us? And you go, it's like, take <laughs> on me. And you're like, oh, God, they're doing take on me again. And they're not even hitting that. Well, notes. you know, I can't make fun of that because I started an acapella improv team. Did you? Yes, it was a musical well, that's team. That's improv. That's improv. Yeah, but that's you're totally just different. coming out to make up like we would be like. <laughs> yeah, but we're not we all were going such to dork. We're not like it was called dork we're not being guilty, to be to... fair. But <laughs> but like you not you understand like you called it dorkapella like you're not being guilted into going to see someone but my friends sing were. shy at Hillel. Yeah, you know, I get it. My friends were there, so I can't make fun of it. I was like, you guys have to come see dorkapella. It's like the coolest thing. <laughs> um. So anyway, the audience has hung up, so we can feel comfortable saying whatever we want now. We've gone from uh, <laughs> masturbation to terrible uh, acapella choirs. So Dre comes in, and um, you know, because she's going to be the one doing all the work. I think Dre's going to Heather is yes. going to make Dre earn that new car that she got her last year in every episode. Yeah, now, yeah. You know? So that's true. Heather explains to us that Corey was raised a Baptist and he was a choir director for 27 
years. And one night we were just at my house singing around the piano, and it reminded me, I love singing with friends. <laughs> and as I hit the crescendo of that beautiful song by Ace of Bass, I saw the sign. I did see the sign. The sign said, choir, start one now. And she's like, you know what? Choirs just don't exist right now like this. Like, there's nowhere I can go sing spiritual songs or non-spiritual songs. And I like that. I like that that's her rule. You know, it's going to be like, we'll sing some spiritual songs, but also like back that ass up, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's, there are places that you can do that. Karaoke bars, actually. <laughs> your so. shower. Might I suggest your shower? <laughs> <laughs> While you're masturbating. So she's like, I just feel like my spiritual community side is lacking. Go clean up trash on the freeway. Okay? That's what I say. <laughs> you know what? I think I just need to see what the playlist is. If I approve of the playlist, I will approve of the choir. Because with the right songs, I am down for like Elisa Barlow <laughs> and the Amazing choir. Christ! I love that! Yeah, no, take it down a little bit. Yeah, take, take it down, down a little down. bit. That's too high for me. Mads and Chris. Yeah. How about we are the world? <laughs> we are the people. No, take it down. Take it down. I can't sing it like that. That's not my We are the world. We are the people. No, it's not going to work. So Heather work. says, you know, I used to have that every week. And I miss sitting with my family, singing, and feeling the presence of God in my life. Corey's like, okay, less, less talking, more lies. Okay, three, two, one. You better ring them bells. You better ring them bells. Are we starting auditions or what? No. So she wants to start uh, her own choir and sing with people who feel the same as her. And, okay, I'm already one over. I love this idea. God, I'm going to yeah, start I looking for totally a choir. Maybe I'll start a choir in my neighborhood. I just love it. It feels like, I feel like Greta Gerwig came into the show and was like, <laughs> I'm going to pitch an idea to you, Andy Cohen. Have her start a choir, and I'll direct the choirs. <laughs> I've got a pitch. Everybody, stay seated. This is going to be quick. Ready? Choirs. <laughs> um, so she doesn't really seem to, you know, and she she admits she doesn't really know what she's doing, right? Um, so she's going to have a week of auditions. A week. No, that is one night, okay? You don't make auditions convenient for everybody else. They can't make it that night. They can't make it to choir. Okay, that's the last thing you need is a bunch of people. I can't make it. My daughter has volleyball. Oh, I can't do it. My son has whatever. No, you fucking get here on choir. You're fucking out. Do you understand me? <laughs> I'm just having visions of Ronnie, you just showing up in the show, dressed like an all-black with a beret and a cape, being like, okay, this is how we do choir. It's one night and one night only. Speaking of, one night only, one night only. <laughs> Esther, get it together. That was off key. God damn it. <laughs> and there'll be a lot of you slamming down your hands on the piano keys. I said hit the F note. Yes, because no, okay, I top. play piano now. So I can be that guy I know. who's like playing, I can, you know, I don't play it very well, but I can just play like your dad who's taken a couple piano classes. I can be like, ring them bells, you've got to. Uh, why is everyone else singing? Why? It's my song. It's my part. <laughs> the lyric is, so she went to Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. It's a world city. Okay, from the top. I wouldn't even let anybody else sing. <laughs> you're here to watch me okay i've cast you as my audience okay so then Corey, uh she's like yeah well we're gonna we're gonna put the choir together and then our first rehearsal will be in a few weeks babe easter 
Easter's coming. And what's Easter without a hymn? And Corey's like, I'll have him and him and him. <laughs> and then Bravo's like, okay, I think we're done with the scene. So then uh, are we, now we, we arrive. need like a solid 30 minutes in the scene. I won't be happy. <laughs> I need I need to actually just live in the scene. I just want this to be <laughs> more choir. Make this a Peacock special. <laughs> <laughs> just make it a seven episode arc on Peacock, like just the creation of a choir yeah. by Heather. So now we go to Jen and Coach. Um, they are Coach Shaw. They arrive at like a trampoline park and he's like, we are about to get crazy. And she goes, how are we about to get high? How are we about to get high? Not like that, because the place is called Altitude. So they walk in, and the lady who's working there, I mean, she got that email a week ago saying, hey, we're going to be filming Real Housewives of Salt Lake City at Altitude, and you're going to be our ambassador. And she is ready for it. Yeah, she really is. She's like, welcome to Alpha Tune In with Jordan. What brings us in tonight? It's like, oh, my God, I've heard an audition for you to get to. Okay, thirsty ass. <laughs> She's like, I... <laughs> Next up, we have the register worker from Altitude. Uh... <laughs> Sandy from Altitude is Sandy. here to sing a song. <laughs> so I went to his car with the baseball bat, threw it in the windows, and I said, that's what happens when you cheat. <laughs> And Coach Shaw Thanks, Sandy. is in his full-on, what? I didn't know anything about these crimes. Where he talks to his full-on voice, you know, where he talks to Jen like, yeah. she's just an innocent little baby. He's like, it's date night, and I want to do something different. And I want to have her do something different. And I want us to come together as we do something it's different. It's like, oh my God, why, why don't you just chew chew some fucking applesauce into her mouth? Okay. Stop infantilizing <laughs> your wife who just robbed a trillion old people across the state, sir. Okay. <sighs> so then Jen is like, uh, she's in shock because she's never been to a trampoline park, although neither have I. But at least I understand the concept of them. And she's like, she's like, oh my God, like, what's going on? What the fuck? Where are the jungle gyms? What's going on here? What's happening? Ah! And then um, uh, he's basically like, jump. Like, you go jump. And so they're, like, jumping around. And there's, like, a lot of silliness. There is a moment I really like where, out of nowhere, Jen comes around a corner bouncing on, like, a little hammerhead shark thing. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's just silliness. Silliness in the, in the trampolines and the, and the block. They're not ball pits. What do you call those? Block pits? Foam pits. Foam pit. Yeah, they're in the foam pit. Um, enjoy that. Enjoy that bright, colorful foam pit because soon it's just going to be called. What do they call it when you uh, solitary? Okay, soon it's just solitary. A solitary yeah. pit. It's just, just called a pit. You're just going to be <laughs> yeah. in a pit with soon no foam. You're just going to be in the pit with no foam. That's right. So she's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much for helping me find the good things every day in my life." But you know, honey. There's still this bullshit every day. <laughs> I think I mentioned to you that there was some account out there called Shock Exposed. You remember I mentioned that? He's like, hmm, let me think about it. In the meantime, why don't you turn around so I could pat your back? I know we could get a burp if we really tried. <laughs> I just, I like that we are now going to embark on a scene about how Jen was trolled on the internet before going to jail, <laughs> all in a foam pit. Like, they're just sitting there in the foam talking about this <laughs> serious shit. 
just it's really it's really fucked up so she says that there's a instagram account called shot exposed that was commenting very negatively about me online me just me and like just like two months before i'm going to trial and i have bigger issues to worry about like how am i gonna get out of this phone pit okay and then some stupid shot exposed account and i just i just want to bury it i just want to never discuss it yeah and she's like, so then seven months go by, and then Lisa told me that Chris Harrington, Angie Harrington's husband, was the one who set it up, and he set up this fake account about me. And uh, Shaw's like, wait, but why would he do that? We've never done anything to them. Um, yeah, guess who else feels like that? Okay. <laughs> a lot of people with medic alerts that no longer have their subscription fee paid. Okay, a lot of a lot of people who have websites up right now. <laughs> yes, a lot of people getting error five oh five messages on the website. <laughs> Bad gateways. Bad gateways. <laughs> So um, Jen's like, I know, but I like I know what it's like to be accused of doing something you didn't do, and at this point, I need to find out because Angie Harrington has been inserting herself into my life, and it didn't matter then, but now it really matters. <laughs> I can deal with a lot personally, but you used Shaw exposed. You didn't say Jen exposed. You didn't say John Shaw exposed. You said Shaw exposed, so you just humiliated and disrespected my entire family and also the Shaw's of Sunset, and I will not stand for that. Well, also the reason she didn't seem to care as much at first was because the name is Shaw Exposed, but that's the name of the account, but it was going after Lisa Barlow mostly, right? Yeah. Which is like it just bad branding. Sense. How is Chris Harrington even rich? He's like, that's I want to show, I want, I want an account bringing down Barlow. Let's call it Shaw. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> it's like January sixth committee, but only going after Lisa Barlow. It's like hmm. it's like so. <laughs> the January sixth committee, where we're mad about things that happened on January fifth. Like, wait a minute, <laughs> you guys need better branding, okay? Uh, could you imagine if the January sixth committee subpoenaed Lisa Barlow? Like, if they just did it because they wanted to hear her take, like. Okay, Lisa Barlow, what were you doing on January 6th? Uh, I was getting a Diet Coke. Okay, we were just curious. <laughs> it's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So, um, poor Shaw has just tried to have, Coach Shaw has just tried to have a scene where he didn't have to deal with this. And he just like kind of sighs and pouts at the camera. Uh, so <laughs> then we go to cutting a tomato. And, um, <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was like a close up of a tomato. It was a very serious tomato cutting. Scene. It was a big tomato transition. It's like, wait, hold on. Listen to that. Listen to that tomato. Listen to that tomato. There's no business. It's like the tomato's practicing for its audition for the choir. It's also like, I think the first vegetable that's been sliced in that household. It's at least in John's house. And he is and making fast food slices on that thing too, right? That's yes. like the exact tomato you would get on your Big Mac, or and not? No, Big Macs you, don't have tomatoes. Uh, quarter pound? Nope, they don't have them. Give me a Burger King one, a Whopper. Oh, you, you know go. your tomato, your average tomato burger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, also, you know that tomato has no flavor. Let's be honest. What is it? It's like April or something. It looked or, like a very April or March tomato. I didn't approve of the just, tomato. Very bad tomato work. <laughs> Might as well just 
slice a, a piece of plaster, yeah. you know, and put it on your sandwich. So, so uh, hey, how's so, it going, honey? I'm just working because, like, everything's been so crazy. I just feel like I have to get on top of everything. And then Jack comes up from the basement or whatever, and John goes, sup, dude? Oh, what was that all about? And Jack goes, what's up, guys? And Lisa goes, hey, where have you been? He's like, downstairs. Wow, you've been so quiet. I didn't even know you were home. Wow, that's crazy that you were home. He goes, yeah. Cool. Well, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even smelled fudge. Please tell me you're practicing for your applications. (laughs) And uh, she's like, okay, so cool. So I got an email from your guidance counselor. And uh, he just looks at her with that stupid hair. Okay, look, none of us had great hair as teenage boys. But this style of just taking your hair all the way from the back and combing it straight forward has got to stop. It's terrible. It's terrible. Oh, God, the feathered bang thing that teenage boys have been doing. I mean, I. it's just, it's, it's, it's very sad. Like, I wish you could tell teenage boys, don't do this to yourself. Because you're going to regret it. But they all do it. I know. They love it. Um, that's some terrible hair. And it's on all of them. Okay. It's universal. All of them. It's here too. It's like an all illness. It's like a fucking illness. It's spread everywhere. It's here. You go into a grocery store, you just see those fucking poofy heads. <laughs> poofy heads everywhere. <laughs> poofy heads. I don't want to see I don't want to see any poofy heads going forward, but they're there. What happened they're to there. a good old mushroom cut, like back in my day, where we shaved our yeah. sides and then had like a big mushroom on top, like my Auntie Louisa. You know, now there's a or- haircut. Here's a or what about the tragic parting down the middle haircut from the mid nineties? How about that? Can we bring that? No, don't bring that back. But like, <laughs> I mean, bring it back in terms of like, can we just get a rotation of awful teenage hair? Like, do we have to have puffy bangs? This poof has lasted too long. So the poof um, has lasted since Bieber. It's terrible. When like little Bieber, when Bieber was little, little Bieber. Remember, little Bieber yeah. had that thing right over. His, he had the thing. Well, he, he had, had like, like a, that bowl cut, but it was also kind of feathered. But this is where they just like take a big brush and do it all the way from the back and just comb it all forward, and your hair yeah. doesn't naturally fall like that. So it's all trying to curl back. It's all in different stages of like it's like trying to get away from this Trump. style. You know, that's literally Donald Trump's haircut. <laughs> that's not a political statement, everyone. It's just stating facts about hair. But um, MAGA uh, has finally be... infected the youth of America. <laughs> there used to be a show on MTV called Two a Days, and it focused on a high school in Alabama. And that was like their hair. I mean, it was like you've never just you've just never seen poof, puffy bangs like the ones in, in in Alabama high schools. That was really like the pinnacle of it. And I just feel like it's spread across the country. Yeah. Um, sure mm-hmm. has. It's terrifying. I hate it. Sure has. So, uh, Lisa is, you know, she's basically saying this fucking kid, we start a business for him and now he's got a couple hundred thousand dollars. So he thinks that life is easy, you know, and that's not how yeah. it is. And so she's like, well, why won't you go to college? And he's like, cause I see people on the internet who are like, don't go to college, like find someone you look up to. And then like, like they can mentor you, they can mentor, mentor you or whatever. But don't you understand if you want to be a fudge maker and you want to go to fudge college, that's where the fudge mentors are. Jack. <laughs> I like John's advice. Cause he's like, uh, it seems like you're basing your opinion only on people who say, don't go to college. Like, the only person I really ever see is your mother, which is why, like, I will never drink corn syrup, only saccharin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you need to broaden your horizons. I don't, honey. I don't. 
<laughs> but you do. I like that he's Jack just started- he's just searching YouTube Sorry. for like don't go to college. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Don't go to college. What are you an idiot? I mean, I I actually feel so bad for parents these days. Just watching the scene, you know, there's so many parents that have kids who are looking at stupid people on YouTube and on like, especially now on Twitter, who are just like saying bullshit like this. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. So Lisa's like, Jack started Fresh Wolf three years ago with the help of John and myself, and it's going great. We have tens of sales, and he's doing amazing. And that doesn't mean that Jack gets to jump into Bill Gates mode and skip college and go back and get an honorary degree. It's really hard doing a long Lisa Barlow sentence, by the way. You really <laughs> run out of air quickly. Also, Jack, college wasn't just about math and science for me. It was about, like, I didn't grow up with a mom that cooked. You know what I mean? And Jack's like, I didn't grow up with a mom that cooked either. She's like, okay, okay. I'm going to let that pass for a minute. Um, but honest question. Did I push you too hard? Is this my fault? Is this my fault? Is it's just a boy who was raised with a plastic spoon from Wendy's in his mouth? <laughs> You know, I want to get you working. I, I want to get work. <laughs> I want. Sorry, Jack, I'm reading your line. And you should be Jack, you speaking your line. Okay, thanks, Mom, for letting me say my line. <sighs> I want to get working for me because I want to be successful on my own without people saying, oh, daddy's money, daddy's money. I want people to say, Jack's money. And yeah, I think they're never going to stop go saying to that. <laughs> I mean, if you use your parents' money to start a business, they're always going to say your daddy's money. Always. You know? So the only way around this at this point, you've been on national TV making money off your daddy's money. Okay? The best way, get a job, a dream job, really, in your mother's eyes. Go work at Taco Bell. Okay? Save (laughs) up and build it that way. Otherwise, you're never going to get away from that. Okay? Go to fucking college. Seriously, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, crying out loud. Yeah, this kid really but, thinks he's going to be in like a music video. Go to fucking college, okay? You're not you're not yeah. hot enough to not go to college. There I said it. You're not you're not ready for Shark Tank, okay? <laughs> um by the way, can we can we rewind and reflect on Lisa Barlow saying, "College wasn't just about what I learned in science and math." I love the idea that did did Lisa Barlow go on like a science track in college was she like was she in science and math in college because just the idea of her with like test tubes and beakers and like safety glasses i just imagine so many hilarious hijinks coming from that just her spilling acid on people oh my god i'm so sorry oh i just burned your hand off so sorry oh my god it, it's a volcano <laughs> she's, she's still doing the volcano experiment in college i feel like it's like ew frogs i won't do that I won't do that. I'll get a C in this class, but I will not cut up on a frog. I won't do it. I'm dissecting this chalupa. That's that. What happens if I put Diet Coke into a centrifuge? <laughs> I think she's just going towards the basic things that you think of. You know, like, you know what? It's about more than, like, math and science and spelling base. She's just thinking of, like, the basic classes that she can think in college. Because what did she go to college yeah. for? I don't know. Listen. Going to college is more than, like, science and math. It's about learning things like how to un- free yourself when you're strapped to a pillar in the foyer in the student center. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you don't go to college, how are you going to know in the future who you can shame for being a good time girl? You know what I mean? <laughs>
<laughs> you can't meet the good time girls without spending the time um, of the good time girls. Let's see. American nationality, white ethnicity, born rich and prosperous Christian family. Talking about her educational qualifications, she completed her primary and higher schooling at a local high school. Lisa graduated from Brigham Young. She likewise accumulated her degrees in various fields from University of Albany as well as Northwestern University. But it doesn't say in what. Northwestern? It's a lot of colleges. Not, I think so. I would not have pegged her as someone who went to Northwestern mm-hmm. uh, for grad school. There you go. Um, so let's see. She's like, okay, well, you can think about that, but you want to go get food because, you know, I'm not going to make it for you. Ha, 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 ha. Look at me laughing at myself. I learned that in college. <laughs> I had a lot of time watching all those good girl, good girl, good time girls walking by me while I was trapped to the pole. <laughs> so then um, we go to Dum Dum Whitney's house, um, who's pretending to work on a computer. I mean, yeah. Whitney just on a laptop is even funny. I mean, I don't care. I don't care how much people love or hate Whitney, but I love watching Whitney. It just cuts to Whitney on a laptop going, da, 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 da. the door is opening. Oh, I didn't mean to say that out loud. Hi, Justin. But the thing is that when Whitney's typing on her laptop, she's actually just typing on her screen and she has her keyboard facing up. <laughs> oh, it's upside down. <laughs> it's like that's the version of when... The upside down book. Um, also, let's give a shout out to the Monoclacla Choir on this very big choir episode. This choir was going on overdrive, really every scene, and this scene it was very like there was it was like intrigue choir, and they were just killing it. Yes, I wrote tense haws. That was my note. <laughs> tense, been very tense. Haws. I always write down. It's so funny every time I write notes like this. Corral is angry. Ho ha, ho ha, ho ha. As if I'll remember the melody from that. I do sometimes because it starts to sound like rests when you put a period. Like ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that, that was one earlier. Um, okay, so Whitney is on her computer and then Justin comes in and he's like, God, babe, I've literally been bombarded with texts and emails. I'm just trying to figure out how to do some mass communication, you know, because. I gave people an answer, but it wasn't the answer they wanted, hun. And she's like, okay, let me explain what is going on to you. It was a Monday. I was having a hard day. Justin pulls up to me, and he comes to my window. And he was he was like, I'm, I was like, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't take it. I need a break. And then he looks at me, and he's like, I just got fired. Oh, sorry, Whitney. What Did a, that ruin your day, Whitney? I know. Was I was like, what you? sort of str- what sort of strange preamble was that about like, I was having a really hard day <laughs> and I had just dropped off the kids and I couldn't even go inside yet. I had to sit in the car yeah. and wait and listen. I was like, wait, but what is- <laughs> you can just say he got fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my guy, I know it affects you, but Jesus, it's like his it's like the worst <laughs> day of his life. And you're like, here's how it affected me in my car. <laughs> I, I I don't know. But yeah, because basically what she's saying is life is already so hard and now it just got harder. So Yeah, because she's like, What about me? What about what about risk? I, I don't make as much as him, and we're just recovering from a huge risk last year. Yeah, spending all of his life savings on your fucking makeup line when he's already working for a personal care company. Um so she's like, What about our lifestyle? 
What about the bar in the basement? <laughs> what about the stripper pole greasing up maintenance? Who's going to pay for that? Do I need to sell my purses? Do I need to sell things? What does this mean? So he so, reads his post that he's come to he's put together for Instagram so everyone will stop texting him and he's like listen guys you know if you're seeing this it means you either chose me or I chose you to be on this platform which means I believe you're one of the good ones Jesus is that what it means going to war? I need to reevaluate every single person I follow on the Instagram <laughs> I don't want to be if, if, if I don't want to be one of Justin's good ones, but I guess that's why I don't follow him. So he's it was, that's such a weird that's a weird way to start your public uh, your public uh, explanation. And Whitney, so after he, he says crying. that, Whitney starts crying and goes, "Wow, that's real. That is real. <laughs> that is so real." He goes, "I will truly miss so much about these past seven years. They have been some of the best seven years of my life." And I have no doubt I will always support, uplift, edify, because people like being edified. And in the end, choose family first. Well, not the one I left for Whitney, but the one, you know, the family I have with Whitney. Wow. New family first. And then I added three hearts. I don't know why that was so hard. You know, the, the hearts thing. I didn't know, like, the emoji of menu is actually hidden in my phone. And it's just, I guess I'm at that age where it's hard to find out. I don't know why it's so hard. But I think, I think that's the first time since... Since, since your dad died, yes, oh, yes. but you led the entire sales force, you were everyone's everything. These people are shocked because they don't know why you're gone. I mean, you, everyone, everything. <laughs> um, so she tells us he was the OG in the industry. He was the chief sales and marketing officer of a publicly traded company that sold personal care products. No one fires wow. Justin. <laughs> he, he, he was the OG in his entire industry that apparently only started seven years ago. <laughs> Multi-level marketing, which just started... Five years ago. Uh, well, OG means old grandpa, right? Oh, so. so he's like, yeah, I knew there were rumblings, but the conversation itself, wow, that was still a big shock. And she's like, how did they position it? And he says, well, he said, I really appreciate your work, big guy. But, you know, Whitney, being a public figure, just don't see how we can continue to make this work. And Whitney goes, uh. she puts her finger in the air. She's like, Really? <laughs> I love that. Really? She like had a thought. <laughs> Just like, hold on. Hold on. I really have a thought. I'm feeling this right now. Really? Really? And he's like, um, yeah. Just so the fact that your wife has a career and is successful, you can no longer work there. This has everything to do with shaming me for being what kind of woman I am. God. Cancel culture comes for everyone at some point, I guess. So then um, that was a joke. So Justin goes. <laughs> <laughs> so Justin's like, uh, I just realized when I said that, I was like, I don't want people to think I'm actually one of those people that complains about cancel culture. <laughs> so then Justin, <laughs> you guys, let's cancel Ben 
for complaining about cancel culture. <laughs> I'm not worried about being canceled for that. For other things, yes. But I don't want to be – I realize, like, my the thing I hate in life now are, like, guys on the internet saying, like, God, cancel culture. Mm. I'm like, okay, okay. So, anyway, um, Justin's like um, – he's like, you know, it's just – there was going to be a lot of conflict of interest. You know, they were interested in living their lives without ever having to imagine what I look like in my underwear covered in chocolate. <laughs> and I was interested in showing them that. So it was a conflict of interest. But it is normal to want to be intimate with your husband on camera for millions of people. It feels like <laughs> the last straw was when we did that love of art, love is art thing. Yeah, that can be cringy, but like, I'm freaking proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so she's like, this takes me back to being 18 and being told, if you're not a man, you can't have it. You can't have it all. Well, he is a man, and he can't do it either. Like, Whitney, I get it, okay? Your main point stands. But shut up, Whitney. Stop making this about you. Your husband just lost his fucking job. She's like, I'm, I'm going to march around the block with a sign in my bra. I'm painting mailboxes with my boobs. They're going to learn. I feel like you were asked to suppress your wife or leave. And then she says, it's bringing back all these reasons why I wanted to leave the Mormon church in the first place. Because women are less than. Women will submit to their husband. So I'm like really fighting the feeling of feeling ashamed and guilty. <laughs> because I have nothing to feel guilty for. I was like, wow, she really is the fill I'm fighting really the feeling of feeling the ashamed. Feeling of feeling the feeling of fighting the feeling. <laughs> I'm feeling the void of feeling the feeling of ashamedness. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I was caught stealing. Sorry, I've got feeling. <laughs> it's just like the bus, the, the, the wheels of the bus go round and round sometimes. <laughs> I have nothing to feel guilty for. And she's like, we've lost your income. Shit just got real. <laughs> now, I don't know about this. Why do you think, Do you, all the headlines at that time made it sound like it was that sexy scene that they did where they're like, we're finally done. You have sexed it up enough. But I've read other people's theories, and I think a good one is that she was, she starts this huge personal care company that was multi-level marketing. I think she rebranded it and changed it around when she got called out on that. But it's like a direct competitor to his work. Plus, her stuff is getting all this publicity on the show, which kind of made sense to me. Yeah. But it is, it is yeah, I mean, on, I, so I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know enough about his company that he works for um, because there's part of me that the thought did cross my mind, like, oh, they probably were just using this as a way to get rid of him because they probably wanted to get rid of him for whatever reason. But especially, I didn't realize until you started saying it that she was actually – she had actually com was competing with his company and that he's put up actual, like he's put up money into it. So that is a conflict of interest there. Um, but I don't know, maybe if they're all, they, I don't know if it's a conservative company too. That's just well, like, also there's the Jen, being Shaw, sexy on TV. the Jen Shaw aspect because a lot of MLMs are coming under fire in recent years. <laughs> um, and he is multi-level marketing in the legal way. Um, but people are saying maybe 
they're getting it confused with whatever's going on with Jen Shaw going down because hers was some shady. Str- I don't know, but I don't know that yeah. it was all over the stripping thing or not. But goddamn, I still had to laugh. I'm sorry. That's really mean when somebody loses their job. But I'm really feeling really real in the fill. That's it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in say my fills right now. I'm in my fills. Type, type, so- type, type. Business. <laughs> I'm typing business. <laughs> you are actually touching keys on a piano. Choir <laughs> business. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a crappens commercial. So now, speaking of business and fillings, it's Beauty Lab and Laser time. We go to the Beauty Lab and Laser, where Heather, I mean, why does she need to have a choir audition? She should just make the thousand children who work at her spa just put on robes and sing songs. Because every song would be... I don't know why you're sad and don't fly. It's like all Enya songs that they have to sing to together at work <laughs> in the spot. Sail away, sail away, sail away, <laughs> sail away, sail away. Uh, I definitely just heard that song when I was in Santa Fe. I was walking by, by one, like I was walking down that gallery street, and there definitely was a gallery that had spinny things, you know, like yeah. it's like the metal work that spins uh-huh. so it looks like spirals. And it was like, <laughs> sail away, sail away, sail away. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, Enya. Uh-huh. Enya and whimsical garden ornaments. This is perfect. <laughs> this is exactly what I want out of Santa Fe. So she's got all the staff out there and they're like, oh my God, we're so busy now. We need another location. What are we going to do? We need another location. <laughs> and she's like, you know, Success used to mean being a great wife and a great mother, and a woman only had a business, so she couldn't do the other stuff. But now I've left Mormon, so suck it, Mom. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have to say, I was really amused by Heather gathering up her staff, just the name. I don't know why the names. Just Heather going down all these hallways. It's like a rabbit warren calling teenagers to go to the front. She's like, hey, Shelby, Mer, Logan, come on, time for the meeting. Sheila? Pina colada, paperclip. Come on, we got a meeting. Come on, come on. Tiffany, Paige. no, not not you, Tiffany. Tiffany with the ph. Okay. <laughs> Kyle, drawstring, drawstring. We got a meeting. Come on. <laughs> Kevin, Q-tip. Everybody, come on in here. Morgan, Ad Morgan. We both need you. Come on. Sophia, Sophia, Sophia. God, that name. <laughs> Souffle. Come on, Souffle. We got a meeting. Uh, and finally tortilla <laughs> come on in so um, she's like oh my god guys if we don't build a second location our business will crumble Botox waits for no man okay <laughs> I thought there was wasn't this the second location did the first one close I crazy? thought this was the second location too or were they just remodeling the other location but yeah I think that this is um, a double storyline because Oh, maybe they moved the first time. Yeah. Oh, was it just a move? Maybe. I was like, are did they just like find footage from season one that they just decided to wedge in here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So um, then she goes to talk to Dre alone, and she's like, I'm just so overwhelmed. I mean, why would I, you know, I'm just scared. I could lose it all. And I'm stressed about the book because they call every day, and Steve said, you, you've been escalated because you've been so non-responsive. I mean, I've only heard that language from Capital One, honestly. So it was scary. <laughs> and then we get footage of Stephen, the aggravated book agent, saying, I have to apologize to Simon & Schuster every single day for you. And it's getting to the point where they may just want to pull the plug. 
So Heather comes back and she gives us a good old fashioned Secrets and Wives. I feel paralyzed. I'm paralyzed. paralyzed. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you know, it's just like I just I start writing, but then I have a crisis of conscience, and you know, a couple of weeks I was so hopeful I could not identify as a Mormon and still have my family, but my cousins showing up to ski day made me feel like they're embracing my new life. And then last night, Lisa tweeted my dad's obituary as a way to like prove how great of a friend she is because she texted me when we brought my dad home to die, and she said she texted me, "I hope your dad is better." Okay, this is so shady, Heather. Okay, so now you're blaming Lisa for you not being able to write your book and losing your family. You're full of shit, okay? You were wrong. Just say I was wrong. Because the, what they're talking about is in the reunion where she's like, oh, yeah, Lisa? Lisa texted me the day after my father died and said, how's your father feeling? I mean, who does that? And then Andy's like, wow, after he died? Anthony <laughs> did it? That is great. God, what a villain. And Lisa's like, wait a minute, that's not true. So Lisa tweeted, now that they're back from the reunion, Lisa tweeted, no, I went through my texts, and it was the day before her dad died. Right. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's what she's upset. It is sort of like a weird thing, like um, she's blaming Lisa for her for issues with her book and her family. By the way, Heather, at this point, I mean, I say you really write that book and release it, which I think is happening. But write it and release it because... It's better just do all the terrible shit now and ask for one blanket apology rather than do like the apology, have them come back into your life and then scare them away again and having to do it again. Get it all out now. Say all the shit now. And that way you can then just have one big sorry guys and then work on it from there. So she continues that Lisa weaponized that to hurt me and to prove that she's always right. And it made me lose my faith in any hope for any relationship. Okay, but you weaponize that against her. You weaponize a text that she sent you to be nice to weaponize against her at the reunion. And now she's correcting the the record. And you're saying that she's weaponizing your father's death against you. No, you started it. And so then she mm. continues, I got a text from my cousin saying, I don't want my life exposed and I don't want a part I don't want to be a party to any of this ugliness. So now she's blaming her family not wanting to be part of her life on this text instead of the ski day that they had the other day where there were fights and stuff like that and they were on camera for fights. So well lady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No ma'am. So um so uh Dre yeah, Dre is like Wow, not only did it destroy the progress in your family, destroyed your guys' friendship, and honestly, I think it destroyed the choir. I think we should give up the choir. Okay, so I so I guess that means I don't have to run the choir anymore, right? <laughs> right? No, you're running it. You're running it, It destroyed it, Dre. your progress with your family. It destroyed your friendship. My muffler sounds funny. My God, you have split ends now. <laughs> have you checked your split ends? God damn, Lisa Barlow. God damn her. <laughs> My tuna sandwich just went bad in the fridge. Thanks, Lisa Barlow. <laughs> Um, new, new thanks Obama thanks Lisa Barlow uh, so now she's like screw Lisa Barlow we've been taking baby steps I even invited her to my choir <laughs> <laughs> then I will like, rewind and Heather going hey do you want to be in my choir you have to audition it's skill based <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, she's like well I hope her being right in that moment is worth it to her because she has lost me she has lost me. I was like, okay, we're episode six, and you've already said that to two people now. 
So <laughs> keep it going. She has lost me forever. <sighs> she has lost me forever. Which is funny because that's what her family's doing to her. So I guess she's not learning lessons from that. So then Whitney, um, now we go to Whitney at yoga. And uh, Lisa comes in. Ah, hey. And there's this girl, Erica, there. The yoga instructor is really perky. All the really all the perky. supporting people are really, they're showing up. They're breathing, they're, they are acting not only like they are auditioning for this show, but they are auditioning for the choir, too. It has that, like, double audition energy today. Yeah, it's great. Hi! Hi, Lisa! Nice to meet you, Lisa! Thank you so much for coming to Erica's private yoga class, Lisa! Whitney! Whitney! Hi, Whitney! We're gonna down dog today, Whit. We're gonna down dog. Uh, so, um... She's like, okay, girl, okay, girls, this is gonna be really chill. We're gonna listen to our breath. We're gonna listen to our hips. My hips are tight. Yeah, yeah. And my hips don't lie, by the way, Shakira. They do not lie. I always tell the truth. My hips, my hips sent out that tweet about the obituary. Okay. <laughs> so they do yoga. Lisa's yoga is as floppy and hilarious as you can imagine. <laughs> she puts one arm, it's like down dog, put one arm over and just like bangs her head on the floor. Like, did I do it right? Are we done with us? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a bad pretzel. It's like a misshapen pretzel, like a like like a pretzel where the where the the, the thing the, the knot doesn't come in correctly. So then um, now they are left alone. Erica's like, "This space is yours, so take your time." So Whitney is like, "So oh, sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I had something in my throat." <laughs> Justin left his company. <laughs> it was really sad. Well, how she says it, she's like, um, well, Justin has decided to, he, his company, he left his company. She's like, oh, was that a choice to make because you wanted him to? No, no, it was a choice he was faced with. Like, I can't dive into the details. And Lisa's like, got it. Got it. And then she tells us, Justin being fired is all over social. But I'm saying, Mom, because Whitney doesn't need someone else telling her what she should or should not have done, bent over a bed, moaning and screaming like she was having sex with the Hershey's bar. So, you know, I don't see this glass as half empty. I see it as like a, a thermos, a very pudgy thermos that no one really should be using because thermoses shouldn't be made out of flesh. It's like a thermos, but like a keg. I'm still talking about Justin without his shirt. I can't, I can't stop. I can't stop. The glass isn't half empty. It's just very dirty and gross, and and you decide you don't want to buy it from, from Goodwill or something. So Whitney's like, he's had a corporate nine-to-five job his entire life. And Lisa's like, well, some of the hardest challenges I've had, they give me the greatest blessings, okay? The greatest blessings. That's more time that you have to squirt. Hershey's syrup on each other and make love on television now. But we made a promise to focus on the positive, and the truth is, my husband was released from a company that was shit. I just said shit. There it is. No, Terry, put your stamp on that. <laughs> Wait, why does she say she's going to focus on the positive and say, that was shitty? <laughs> <laughs> so when he's like, and then Whitney goes, what's new in your world? And Lisa goes, oh, 
I've had a crazy week. I started getting a lot of negativity coming at me because Heather lied about me in LA and people say, you're a horrible person. How disgusting are you? You terrible, horrible, wonderful entrepreneur who has like lots of amazing businesses. You're horrible, but very successful. But retweeting Heather's father's obituary, I just want to understand why you feel you had to prove a lie. Where's the lie? But where's the lie? I don't understand. Whitney, where's the lie? She said after her dad died, I sent her a message saying, I hope your dad is feeling better. That is 100% a lie because the obituary says the date and then my text said another date. Oh my God. This is all very difficult. Erica, Whitney, you're doing great. Down dog, Whitney. Down dog. No, Terry. So, um, once again, it's another season with um, uh, death dates <laughs> under debate. So, Lisa is like, I've let, I've let a lot of things go. This I couldn't let go of, okay? It was like the cherry on the icing on the chalupa from Taco Bell, okay? And I'm not going to look backwards for Heather, okay? I'm not going to go backwards with Heather, but I'm just looking to set the rocket straight, okay? Well, I have every right to define myself. She's like, you do. But it's also fair to say that to an extent of not going below the bell, did I go Did I go about it the, right, the wrong way? 100%. I should have called her, but the intention was to clear my name. But you could probably still pick up the phone and write her a letter. <laughs> no, I'm just going to show up at auditions because, you know, that's the way normal people resolve things. <laughs> this could go two ways. It could go bad or it could go good. <laughs> you notice so now, that she makes that face it cracks me up it's like the most intense like i just made a really good point really really good point <laughs> so now it's time for meredith and seth to go to provisions now Ronnie. I worked very hard last night to try to get Angie's voice down pat. And uh, the question is, will my hard work be negated by a good night's sleep? Because what's <laughs> going to happen is I'm going to come in here trying to do Angie, and I'm going to be like, Well, hello there, Mr. Meredith Marks. I'm Angie. Angie Harrington from the sea, the deep, dark sea. Our guy, Mandy Harrington. I've got scurvy. <laughs> scurvy. <laughs> so they come in, and Angie's husband pulls out her chair, and she's like, Thank you, dear. And then Meredith is like, Well, I'm always like Angie. I don't really know Angie, but for Lisa, I would probably have been friends with Angie. I just gave Lisa the space that she needed. Have a relationship with Angie, but I don't worry about Lisa Barlow because Lisa Barlow obviously doesn't worry about me. <laughs> well, we've ditched the baby, and we're we're like parents of a toddler, and he's fifty-two, and I'm forty, and we love it. It's the best thing that's ever happened. The minute we get a babysitter, we're out the door. Mm, oh, okay. <laughs> Did you have fun at skiing? And she's like, well, I had fun with you. Getting to know you better. The only damper was Lisa. Lisa just wants nothing to do with me. Yeah, I can't imagine why, Angie. <laughs> Cannot fucking imagine why. You know, Meredith and I were a little trauma bonded. We were 
on the receiving end of Lisa Barlow's wrath. And sometimes when you go through emotional things or a friendship breakup, you have common ground and it drives you closer. Trauma bond. Can I go on Red Table Talk now? Because, Ronnie, I actually watched Red Table Talk yesterday. Oh, God, like, why? The first time ever. Why? Like, I don't the care first time about ever. your fucking I, relationship, okay? <laughs> I don't care. I don't know how you were together in the first goddamn place. You're both fucking terrible. And now I have to hear about whose fault it is you broke up. And yes, I'm talking to everybody who's ever been on the Red Table. Shut the <laughs> yeah, because- fuck up. I don't care. I followed a link and I was watching and they said trauma bonded so many times. Like, so tell us about you. Today we're talking to a young couple who's been trauma bonded and is working through their trauma bonds. Like, well, I've been trauma bonded. Now my trauma bond is that my mom chose my dad. And she's like, now you and that's your trauma bond. And then another random lady, and then like Cheryl Burke from Dance with Stars is like, that's your trauma bond. That's your trauma bond. That's my trauma bond. <laughs> So when Angie said trauma bond, I was like, oh my God, it's like my my day of trauma bonds. <laughs> Meanwhile, watch me like next episode being like, you know, Ronnie, I really didn't like what, what they said on Winter House because that was my trauma bond. <laughs> I'm totally going to now start saying trauma bond every two seconds. I'm trauma, I'm trauma bonded. bonded. <laughs> so Angie's like, well, guys, I'm willing to hear every lie I've ever said, but I've never said that she did sexual favors for jazz tickets. And I'm very upset. Now, I like that she said specifically for jazz tickets because you that leaves the door open for her saying she did sexual favors for something, right? Well, she said actually alone or jazz tickets. So she actually eliminated two categories. But yes, oh, the other funny. categories are open. So she's like, well, I'm upset I got dragged into this. However, however, Whitney and I in private have discussed things. And I think we have different ways of interpreting things. And maybe there was a comment of that person invested in Vita, but it was never for sexual favors. I just wouldn't say that. I think what Angie's basically saying is we were gossiping. We were probably like laughing, probably like, hmm, well, that person invested. There's probably like a moment like that. And then Whitney took the ball and ran with it, which I think is completely realistic because we saw last year when it was like, God, isn't it funny that Meredith wasn't on the sprinter the day that Jen Shaw was arrested? Oh, my God. Meredith told the feds. So, like, Whitney kind of has a track record. Like, if you gossip around Whitney, you got to be careful. She does. It's going to go in a different direction. So then Chris, this douche, Chris is like, hey, I can't believe this. so the last time I saw John was at a jazz game. And he said, get the fuck away from me. Can you believe that? And Seth's like, well, no, actually. I mean, that's really out of character for him. Meredith's like, that is shocking. shocking. <laughs> <laughs> more shocking than the fact that we're not eating in an Italian restaurant in Salt Lake City right now. So Chris is like, well, I mean, actually, before he said, get the fuck away, he said, oh, my God, love your work in The Hangover. Can I have an autograph? And I said, no, 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 I'm not Zach Galifianakis. It's your old friend Chris Harrington. And then he said, oh, get the fuck away from me. I'd love to have a talk with you between two ferns, he said. And I said, <laughs> come on. Okay, I'm off the clock, buddy. <laughs> Uh, so, um, Angie's like, do you, do you think that it could have been fueled by what happened on Instagram? And she's just Chris... coming up with, oh, hey, do you think it might be fueled by what happened on Instagram? God just came <laughs> up with that. And Seth looks at Meredith and just starts laughing. He's like, these fucking two. What are we even doing here? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Well, no, oh, no, it's, you're right. That that was what well, was amazing. So Chris is like, I mean, Angie goes, you know, Chris got really frustrated and he felt like he was being attacked in the media. And, you know, and he goes, you know, 
And a lot of it, honestly, a lot of it felt like it was coming from Lisa, mainly because most of the bots said XOXO Lisa Barlow. It was pretty obvious, to be honest. I mean, you know, most of them were just saying, leave Diana alone, you chunky (laughs) monkey. Okay, you're going to get it. Um, But yes, Angie, so this is all because poor Angie was being attacked by Lisa after Angie made up that bullshit about the caterer last year, saying the caterer refused, (laughs) that Lisa told the caterer she couldn't do Angie's party because they were going to do Lisa's, and Lisa would not have them doing Angie's party, which all turned out to be a big fucking lie, too. So you're being attacked all over social media because of lies that you were told that she was correct. This whole show is Lisa correcting the record after people say bullshit about her, and then people getting mad that she corrected the record. Like two the thing is that Lisa is such a bad record collector. <laughs> it's, I mean, I mean, corrector. That's the thing. She's like, I want to correct the record. And then it's like, if this were like a movie, she would be like, everyone, I'm going to make a speech. And I'm going to correct the record right now. Exhibit A. And she flings out her hand and knocks over a priceless sculpture, you know? And everyone's like, Lisa. I'm going to correct the eight track right now. And just starts pulling out tape, flinging it everywhere. <laughs> Um, so she's like, yeah, you know, Chris was just frustrated, um, because we were getting accounts about things that I'd only talked to her about. And so, you know, we're getting accounts about things I just talked to Lisa. Can we trust Lisa? And Chris goes, yeah, you know, and in a very immature moment, as a 50-year-old man, it was immature. Okay, judge me later, guys. Judge me later. But, you know, I just created a fake account. And then it just cuts to Meredith and Seth like... (laughs) <laughs> and he goes, you know, there's no manual to defending your wife on social media, am I right? I'm like, there's no manual, but there are some basic concepts that you feel that you sort of can tell. Like there's certain things you know are not gonna be good. Oh my god, so there's then, no so- handbook for it, guys. Um, and they're just looking at him. Meredith looks very not happy, you know, even though she hates yeah. Lisa. Like Meredith knows this is bullshit. And yeah, not only and is it bullshit too. that you did that, but that you're admitting it on TV. Like, what do you think this does for you? Just lie. Lie and say it was not me. Unless fucking, that- you know, Angela Lansbury's ghost shows up at your fucking door holding receipts. Lie. What is wrong with you two? Yeah, I think at that point, like, it sounds like he's already moved on. He does. He already regrets it. So just, like, kill the account and move forward. So Seth is like, um... Well, uh, let's see. I should try to say something nice here. Uh, well, that's that's understandable that you'd be trying to fend your wife because she has an amazing rack, actually. Can I can I put my nose in it? It's like, hey, whoa, Seth. And Meredith is like, well, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's not great that you made this account or whatever else, but... I have been saying certain things that tells me that Lisa's been doing the same thing. And at the end of the day, forget it and fun. You get nothing for nothing. You get nothing for nothing except maybe a pretty cool sweatshirt that's not a commentary on. Brooksy moving out of the house when I've been nothing but a great mother to him, but, you know. At least you're owning up to that. So then we go over to Jen's house, and um, there's, like, alien balloons everywhere, like, big blow-up alien characters everywhere. And yeah. uh, Heather pulls up, and Jen is trying to open a bottle of wine with her claw nail. She's just like, oh, yeah, this isn't working. <laughs> God damn it. What about what I've gone through, wine bottle? <laughs> I don't like me. 
you know, it sounded like mice in the walls, you know, with her nails on that cork trash trying to grasp it. It's like, so Heather, Heather shows up and she's looking at all these, she's looking at all these alien balloons and she's like, what the hell? And Jan's like, I threw a birthday party for a five-year-old. <laughs> so I'm going to ask your money. I'm hosting alien birthday parties. So um, Heather opens up a bottle of wine and then she looks at a balloon, an alien balloon that's the shape of a bowling pin. And she's like, this isn't even the appropriate body type for an alien. Okay. This is like alien body positivity. <laughs> this is like a Tumblr alien. Um, so she's like playing around with the balloon and she's like, okay, but where do you blow this off? I mean, where's a blowhole? She's like looking at the wiener part and she goes, oh, it's the back of the head. Okay. Well, that's probably the most appropriate place you could put the blowhole. And she's like, oh yeah. So they're not like blowing it up down there. <laughs> Um, you're here to talk about me. You understand that, right? She's like, it's hilarious. Lisa would know more about giving blowjobs there than me. <laughs> so Jen's like, well, I know you have auditions tomorrow. And like, I kind of need to tell you this. But like, I pushed you to the side because that's the sort of barter that I am. But Chris Harrington started an Instagram page called Shot Exposed. <laughs> She's like, babe, that's a big freaking feel she's like yeah so it's been out there it's like trolling me and like i never told you because like i like i didn't want to like put it in your brain or your heart and so i dealt with it all myself but like it first came from lisa and so i didn't believe it but then i brought it up to angie and she said no that's not true and the next thing i know i get a phone call and it's from chris harrington and he said he did set it up and he's really sorry and i was like why was it called shock exposed why me why me and he, basically, Chris named it. I have to imagine Chris named it Shaw Exposed because it was the easiest way to get followers. People are like, oh, shit, Shaw Exposed, right? right? So so uh, Chris um, Chris basically it was took it because it was available. <laughs> and you have like, to type it like, in for it to be available, Chris, okay? It's yeah. not like they just send you a list of available names, okay? And it just happened to land on Shaw Exposed, you dingus. <laughs> She's like, why couldn't you do Lisa Barlow Exposed? Why not that? Why Barlow? Why not that? I would have loved that troll account. Why not Barlow Exposed? Uh, He's like, well, you know, there's no, there's no manual out there for trolling someone that you're on a TV show that your wife wants to be part of. So I, I apologize. So she's like, this was super hurtful, Heather. And when it comes to Angie, you need to also be more aware of what's going on with her. And Heather's like, um, yeah, obviously. Um, how are you going to handle this? What are you going to do? She goes, what are you going to do? And she's like, um, <laughs> yeah, well, I don't want to be in this situation. So I've developed a strong relationship with Chris and Angie, and I just feel devastated. So, if it's any consolation, she knows how much I love you, and that's probably why she didn't tell me. So, <laughs> was that a consolation? Yeah, it's like literally not a consolation whatsoever. So now it's time. It's choir aud audition audition. It's choir audition day, and um, Heather is now. She's like showing up at the theater and everything, and then we see people getting ready. And so Lisa's in the in like her foyer with John, and she's like practicing. She goes. Away on a manger. Wait, hold on. I got to do a, a, a little lower. Away on a manger. Oh, <laughs> no. Away. No, no. La, 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 la,
practicing a dance with top hats to the saints go marching in. <laughs> do they know um, what a choir is? <laughs> do they know what a choir is? Do they know, do they know the difference between choir and chorus? There are no showgirls. Okay. Yeah. So then uh, we go over to the Alliance Theater and uh, the Haas are just out of control now. I mean, the Haas who are a choir are just so excited. Yes. They think they're going to be on TV. They're like, finally, someone's going to see our faces. <laughs> Jeez. It was out of control. I loved also that they were all gathering at the Alliance Theater when you have all these uh, people who are fighting showing up uh, at this place. Well, hey, so, Alliance comes from war. All right. All right. Let's right. go. Let's get this proxy started. Choir war. So Heather walks into this into this like little theater and she has a table set up and she's like, we have a panel of judges. There's Jeff McLean. Jeff is the son of the most famous Mormon songwriter of all time. Michael McLean. And God, I'm so glad I'm not in the Mormon church singing songs about Mormonism anymore anyway. So <laughs> Jeff McLean is here. Paisley, who was a finalist in American Idol. Paisley was not. She went to Hollywood Week and they never even showed her again. They didn't even show her singing in Hollywood Week, ma'am. Okay. Oh, we also have Houndstooth. Houndstooth is a great singer. She tried to be out for The Voice. Okay, she was wonderful. Florida Lee was going to be here. Unfortunately, she got throat bumps. She's not going to be here. <laughs> um, we also have Ron. He's a chef. We just call him Chef Ron. He, uh, he sings so well. He tried out for The X Factor. Unfortunately, he showed up for the auditions for Y, so he missed the boat. But he's great. Called Chubby Checkers, but haven't heard back. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh so then we um, have the, the white stripes are actually here too it's amazing i can't believe we got the white stripes <laughs> <laughs> um so they've got 10 judges there and like four people auditioning which is hilarious it's just like two six feet table for the judges for this community choir so then, I think they found all the people who showed up for the Reza Be Obsessed launch, <laughs> launch at Sally Beauty and said, by the way, does anyone want to try out for a choir? <laughs> um, so Jen shows up and she's like, I was expecting American Idol, okay? There's like five people and four of them are related to Heather, okay? Like <laughs> <laughs> and Jen is wearing hot pink and then Meredith shows up and Meredith goes, Somebody looks like they're in my color. How dare you? <laughs> Lisa Vanderpump just swings by on a chandelier like, How dare you? <laughs> I want to swing from the chandeliers by Nickelodeon Maestro. <laughs> so Whitney and Angie show up in their flapper dresses and top hats. I can't. So then Heather is talking to Jen inside and she's like, okay, you're in charge of like hype control. You're Ryan Seacrest in this deal. She's like, I thought it was a judge. No, Ryan Seacrest. What do I have to unhinge my jaw? I don't want to be that little shrimp. <laughs> and Heather's like, well, is Ryan Seacrest a judge? Or the star of American Idol. And Jen's like, okay, well, yeah, if you put it that way, I'm totally down for it. And, she's, and who would Ryan Seacrest be without an assistant? Not even going to say a Brian Dunkelman, but congratulations, Meredith Dunkelman Marks. Mm -hmm. There you go. Wow. 
Wow, I sure gave me a low job pretty quick. I was going to be a judge, whatever. So then um, they go outside and they're like, Jen has her fucking bullhorn. Do we need this in every episode with Jen with her bullhorn? Hey, how you going to pay your rent, bitches? This is the most apt use of it yet so far that there is allegedly a crowd and she has to organize them. But there isn't a crowd. There's like a line from a bus stop. It's like a city bus stop with a few people waiting to get on. Yeah. It's allegedly a crowd. Allegedly. So um they so she's like, Hey bitches, who's ready to audition? And then Angie is in her top hat and she does a high kick, like, me, I am ready to audition. And Jen sees her and is like the last thing I expected today was to see Angie Harrington, especially after my conversation with Heather when we were surrounded by alien balloons. Not to be confused with my conversation with Coach when we were surrounded by phone blocks. <laughs> Somebody missed a memo, apparently. <laughs> so Heather just completely ignores that conversation. She's like, ah, big deal. They can they can talk about it, choir. Yeah. And next week we get to see the actual choir auditions. I love this stupid arc that they're doing. Yeah. And <laughs> it's going to be great. Pretty good. I All right, it. everybody. Thank it. you so much for being here with us, especially on Clappings on Demand. Ooh. We will talk to you tomorrow with little Winterhausen. Bye. Bye, everyone. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. You're never alone with Lacey Monteleone. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Better do what she says, it's Elva Enriquez. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. Undo your fasteners, it's Aaron Kastner. Nobody holds a candle to Jamie Kendall. She's not harsh, she's Jill Hirsch. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. She's a good hobby, it's Lauren Hobgood. We want to hang with Liz Lang. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. She's the queen bee, it's Sarah Lemke. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kutar. We love you guys.